just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast reunited for 2020. I am Justin here with Meals back from winter vacation. What's going on, Meals? I feel refreshed. I think you, sound, you sound refreshed. I think that was the first time and got to be when did we start the A Show? 2017. 17, yeah. I think that's the first solid week. Oh, uh, that's the first time for two, at least two weeks. I have not done a podcast. Wow. Just like in that entire period, because we've been going, I mean, as you know, with the A show weekly, you know, weekly episodic audio, um, <laughs> we've been going <laughs> strong, strong, very strong. Michael Colby giving me the, you know, the vernacular sometimes. Yeah. Um, We've been going strong. And then like over the past, you know, course of the last two, three years, other podcasts have come up, other things. Some of them are also weekly. Some of them are also things. I think after December where I did, I kind of jumped in on everything I did. I mean, I was doing Lookout. I was doing um, It's a Challenge. I hopped on an episode of ROP Gaming. I hopped in an episode of Big Eyes. I was doing the A Show. I was doing, oh, I was just like, all right, I need to kind of like stop for a second, cool off, and then we come back. It's kind of like what the, it's kind of like what the WWE is letting people do. Just, yeah. just take some time off, you know. Yeah. So, take a little, uh, you know, take a little Rusev day off, you know. So I I want to thank Mark for being on the show, the first show, twenty twenty last week. Uh, excellent show. We did some real good uh, fantasy booking on that. That was fun. Um, I did listen and, to that. That was fun. Make sure you check out Mark on RSBN as well as uh, I am not a genius dropping this month as well. Uh, but we're back to business. We're back to work here. And it seems like the wrestling community and the wrestling world is back to work, too. I am so glad because these last two weeks have been <laughs> really rough with with watching all these pre-tape shows and all these kind of like mulligan. Well, I wouldn't say Raw was like a mulligan last, last week. I think Raw has pretty much been business. Like they had their business face on every single yeah, week. Yeah, <laughs> they're cooking. Like usually, you know, during football season, it's like, all right, we're not even going to do any of the crazy stuff that we do. But with this... I think with Paul Heyman in the helm, and I think um, a refreshed Paul Heyman, I would say, because it's not mm-hmm. like he's been doing creative for the last like 15 years and now is just kind of like sputtering out of ideas. Um, he's still relatively fresh to this entire thing, and I think there's a, a lot big team behind him. Um, it's 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 really good, um, at least Raw. Uh, you know, SmackDown this week was pretty good, but I can't say it was because of... Uh, the quality of content, I think, is just because of everyone who showed up, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Um, so let's get into No Holds Barred. Mm. And uh, 
I sh- I shudder to ask you this question. And, I, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and when we have to talk about it, because okay. we're the show that you know realistically talks about this thing. Of course. Uh, okay. Uh, did you watch Wrestle Kingdom 14? <laughs> okay. You watch, did you watch Wrestle Kingdom 14? How many hours of Wrestle Kingdom were there this weekend? Like 10. <laughs> I probably watched... <laughs> I probably watched about three hours of that. Okay. And that's about a solid three matches in fucking New Japan. Um, I, I, I of course, watched both nights, not the tags. I did watch the Liger tags, but then I skipped, I skipped for it. First of all, what was, it, what was this two-night thing? I didn't see it coming. Um, they announced it like uh, in the summer. They announced it last summer. It was gonna really? Be yeah, they announced it during the G1. Okay. All right. No, I didn't see it coming at all. I was very surprised. I was like, wait, there's another night? <laughs> I was like, but wait, why does... So wait, so the G1... <laughs> the yeah. G1 is like subsequent... It's like pushed to the first night. And mm-hmm. then... I didn't like that, personally. I was like, wait, why is the G1 the first night? The G1 oh, wait, winner... You mean, you mean the yeah, the G1 winner who challenges oh, the, yeah, 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 the, yeah. who challenges the IWGP champion should well face it on the second night, but I get what yeah. they did with this entire thing. They kind of made it like and it's and it's kind of bullshit and I guess I'll kind of touch on it as well because I think that Ibushi kind of got the raw the raw deal here Big as far raw as like deal. as far as booking cuz it's like I'm pretty sure he was expecting well, not even storyline. I mean, storyline wise, I'm pretty sure he's cool with it. But I'm pretty sure Bushi was like, "Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this on this night, and then that's how we're going to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to have it on on, the, on night two. But they made it like a bracket system where Jay White had the IC title, and Naito had to beat him in order to qualify to face whoever won the IWGP title match the night before. So it became like a like a losers bracket, winners bracket type thing. Yeah, and I felt that it did so much. Like immediately, Ibushi was out of the conversation. Just, <laughs> <laughs> like immediately, just like well, out J- of the conversation. Yeah, Jay White was too. I thought Jay White was too. Like he, like what I mean. Like it, it felt like his reign was IC champ was like transitional as you can get too. It just felt like really, really weird. Like Okada, of course, had the belt for I want to say a year. I think he he won it off of uh, Jay White uh, early last year. Mm-hmm. And then it, he just kind of held it like he usually does. And just, I'm pretty yeah. sure he'll get it back again. I'm pretty yeah. sure by like in June. No one said but. a thing about it. It was just like Okada. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, not shocked about it. But I mean, you had, a, you had a lot of matches on there. This is the first big uh, wrestling thing that I, that I watched for the year. Uh, I did make a resolution that I'm going to watch a lot more New Japan this year. I, I kind of fallen off of it last year. It wasn't really interesting to me. But I think they got a pretty solid core. They hadn't earned you last year, so it's not like you you were you were out of pocket for just like ignoring it. It yeah, wasn't it, it wasn't it as was, great last year. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a transition period. It definitely was. I think the G one it picked up a little bit. I think that there are certain characters had to had to become themselves, and I think right. getting Kenta was it was a big deal. Uh, I think that obviously Jay White came into his own during the year. I, I was very surprised by. Uh, a lot of what he did over the two nights, but I, I think that one of his matches uh, during the two nights was way worse than the other. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that you know, a lot of characters had to step up. A lot of a lot of performers had to step up, and, and they finally got it. 
And um, I, I think that, you know, the core they have now is, is pretty cool, even though like Naito, let's just talk about the Naito thing, right? So yes. Naito is, of course, the first double champion in, in New Japan history, well-deserved, well-earned, I think a couple of years too late. A lot of people are saying, well, two pe- people have two minds about it. They say if he wanted two years ago, he wouldn't have got the, he wouldn't have got the double belts and he wouldn't have got the reaction that he got uh, last weekend. Mm-hmm. And other other people are like, well, it doesn't matter. Like they're like, you know, they're kind of saying like the two belt thing is propped up now. It's like, of course, they're going to prop them up and do that now. And it's going to mean a lot because the stakes were way higher. But how yeah. about when when it, it meant a lot more to a lot of the people at the time if he had won two years ago in Tokyo Dome? And I tend to agree with that. I, I think that Naito is, was an afterthought last year. You know, like he was in like really dead and fuse. And to be fair, they had to heat him up a little bit like to, to get into this. But I'm I'm happy for him winning. I think it's the, the right thing to do. But this dude admitted that in November he had eye surgery because he had he was he was having like like a like a condition with his eyes where like the muscles were were, were messed up. And I'm like he's broken down. He has no knees. Yeah. Like like he he looks he's he's a step slower. And I noticed that all weekend. And I was like you know he's not the same guy. And I don't know if like him finally having this big run where he's almost forty is really like the the key for me now i i'm happy that it happened but it's like oh okay it's it's here now i think it's more that it happened yeah at this point more than it's more that it happened now than trying to establish him as another kind of because i think at this point you know i can't actually say this because i don't watch a ton of new japan but obviously i don't know how long he's going to hold both of these championships um, well, well, it's weird because after after that, and I'll touch more on, on Russell Kingdom itself in a second. But at New Year's Dash, um, Kent, or at the end of, of Russell Kingdom Night Two, Kenta came out and 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 uh, ruined his moment. A lot of people are very pissed about that. I I, mm-hmm. I don't really care. I think that you know you have to you got to put the storyline out. Like I don't think they would have had a hell of a lot of time with the lighter stuff going on during New Japan Dash. So right. whatever. Um, Kenta's going to be competing for both belts on the 9th of February, which is kind of weird because remember when Seth Rollins was like double champ and yeah. then he would, he would wrestle two times in one night. And even Naito said this himself at a press conference. He was just like, I don't know how Kent is getting a shot at both belts. He should just pick one. And if I got to wrestle two times in a night, it's fine. I was just like, yeah, like that, that's, that's the drama of having two championships, right? Is that you have to wrestle twice. Yeah. And instead. It just, <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. They're weird. They're weird. I don't know if they're. <laughs> it's a. I'll say it was an interesting night. Um, was what there, matches did you catch? So I definitely watched Okada Abushi. <clears throat> um, thought it was great. Thought it was yeah. I thought it was great. Um, I think if Abushi won, I would have been a lot happier. Um, yeah, yeah. That's that sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else did I see? Takahashi versus Osprey. Excellent match watch that um still don't like his finishing thing with the backhand to the head i feel like that's just it's od waiting to happen yeah, yeah it's, it's, first of all it's od yes <laughs> let's let's talk about that first it was super od um but yeah you know it was a, it was a fine match and i think i watched i think i watched naito versus jay white and i think that was it naito jay white um, not my favorite match <laughs> Uh, I think Ibushi J White was even worse than that the next night. I gave that two stars. Mm, yikes. Did yikes. I didn't get to see any of the Moxley matches. Um, oh, man. Um, I thought that Archer and Moxley was a little disappointing because, you know, I've been I've been I have been tooting 
the the Lance Archer uh, alarm for a while. He's like one of my favorites. He's really good. He's, he's good. really good. He's good. He's one of my favorite. He, he reminds me of like took him long enough. He's like a Damian Priest from NXT. Okay. He, he's he's really much like he, he's kind of like. And he's he's a lot older. Well, I think they're both like the same age. Now I think about it, but I think that like you know like, he's, he's like a super athletic big man, and that's what I like about him. And I think that Moxley's the the constant garbage matches, constant weapons matches, they tend to kind of go to the same uh, the same loop where it's like it's a bunch of punching, waiting around, then a big spot, and then a bunch of getting up, waiting around. But I will say this about Moxley. The way he is presented in New Japan is so much better than he's presented in AEW mm-hmm. because he is actually like he's given a chance to have these types of matches where it's like really cool technical matches with really, really great opponents. And I think Archer is one of them. And I think Juice Robinson is one of them. And I really enjoy Juice, Juice, uh, Juice and Mox's match as well. But I think the problem with Moxley has always been like, yeah, he can have these type of matches if he wants, maybe. I mean, it kind of really depends on the mood. But it's always kind of the personality and the wacky stuff that he did that kind of like offsets a lot of the things that he does, right? Like, it's, yeah. a, it's a lot of the things that he'll like say or a lot of his mannerisms in AEW or even WWE that'll happen that'll make you like think twice about actually wanting to see the match. Um I think this, he just kind of gets to be his raw self. He gets, you know, get gets to kind of do his thing. And I think that's really what he wants to do, especially with this run in Japan. I think he's wanted to have this kind of forever. And, yeah. Uh, you know. I mean, Archer pull, Archer pulls out a plastic bag and puts it over uh, Moxie's face on, on during their match. I, oh, like, that's pretty tight. It's it's they do some really crazy stuff. And I and I thought that but I thought the juice and Mox just, just had a, a better match. Um well they played more times. Yeah, that's true. What else I didn't. I didn't see much else. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. That was uh, my. How was Jericho's? Uh, how was Jericho's little? Uh, uh, whatever that was in terms of you'll get a shot at the AEW title. <laughs> Actually, it was um, a big, big swerve. But I, I've seen. I've, I've run the gamut of people that either really hated it or really loved it. There's like no. There's no in between. I thought it was. I'm on the other side. I really didn't like the match. I thought it was really slow and plotting and not really a great use of of Tanahashi. I think that Tanahashi made the drama a lot better because he's just, he's just one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. But I think that Chris Jericho just cannot, he just can't go anymore. Like I, I just athletically, he's just not just, I mean, to think like Tanahashi's only about eight years younger than him, maybe seven years younger than him. And he's like still kind of going crazy. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think, I don't think Jericho can go anymore. There's a bunch of like foolishness and low blows and in a show that already had a lot of that with the white Ibushi match right before that. Right. Um, I just thought it, it just, it didn't, it didn't really do it for me. Um, I thought the AEW stipulation was stupid. I was like, what's the point? And I, I thought you just put an unnecessary loss on Tanahashi for no reason, just to hype up a, a match to me that the only drama was if they would be an AEW. And I think that if they were going to have a partnership, they would have announced it before, you know? Right. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, what did you think of the partnership? Um, because there's been a lot of speculation of not even speculation conversation. I would like to say in terms of a new Japan, AEW partnership that people kind of want to happen. I personally, personally, if I'm talking to me, I do want it to happen. I feel like having them, at least featured on a weekly television show in the United States is fun. I think, but they wouldn't be though. You you sure? I, I don't. They're not. Well, New Japan is trying to. They're trying to. Um, they're trying to expand right now. Yeah. So I, I don't think that you'd see Tanahashi on that show every week. 
I think if no, if anything, I mean not every week. I I would say it would be seldom like a program or two, like a program here and there. I'm not talking about a complete ch- challenge. Uh, talent swap or like talent you know full talent thing i think you have the program from here on out you give them the exposure then you kind of go back to business as usual but you create these moments um in new japan and you create these moments in aew i think what something in aew probably they want to go back to um i think if you have the okada and and Omega match, I mean, as much as we've seen that happen before, but you have it yeah, in America it's... on American television, American pay-per-views. I think it for at least AEW's fan base, I think they go up for that. But, but think about the core. But here's the thing. Think about the core of the people that we're going to be seeing in those positions. Cody, the Bucks, oh, yeah. Kenny. For sure. We've, we've seen all of those matchups before. I think oh, the yeah. only one we probably haven't seen is like Jay White against somebody. Mm-hmm. But the, the core of New Japan hasn't really changed that much. And we've seen Ibushi, um, we've seen Ibushi and Cody, we've seen Ibushi and Kenny Omega, we've seen all that stuff. So again, we're running into the same issues with, with, with AEW is that like they have to make do with everything they have right now. I don't think they have enough to fill up a two hour show right now that would even be worth New Japan's time. Like right. I, I think for them to expand, they should just kind of do it on their own and see if they need them later. I wouldn't jump right into it because, I mean, they can, they can barely even crack a million viewers a week. Mm. Like, so, so New Japan, they're, if they're trying to expand and, and be clear, expansion means that you're trying to expand it to being the number two. Let's just be real. Yeah. <laughs> like you're trying to expand to be the number two next to WWE. If you want to be number two, they should be doing it on their own. There's no way you're going to team up with somebody to be number two because you still got to – Okada is still your – um, he's still your golden goose. Yes. I don't think they want him losing to anyone. But on the other side of that, Cody's their golden goose, and they don't want him. They don't want him really like you know looking bad either. So I don't think that I think AEW needs New Japan more than New Japan needs AEW. Just of to course. be clear. No, no, no so, I agree. I agree. So um, that was Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, they uh, also retired Liger. That was oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, the <laughs> Liger retirement. Sorry, I, I didn't mention it too. Um, really, really heartfelt. I think the, the actual ceremony at New Year's Dash is actually really good. I think that's the one takeaway from that show that I would actually watch. Yeah. Um, but the actual matches were, you know, playing the hits. I'll say that way. It's just playing the hits. Like, I think yeah. that Liger is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I think that when I, when I see or when I first saw Japanese wrestling as a child, it was, it was Masahiro Chono. It was, uh, it was uh, Ultimo Dragon, and it was Jushin Thunder Liger. And I said, man, he looks like uh, – like, uh, remember the show Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad? No, but I, I know it of name. So I, I was like, he looks kind of like that. He looks like Servo or whatever. But that actually was like Ultraman or whatever. But it looked like – he looked like an anime come to life. <laughs> and, and that's why I, I, like, I, I gravitated towards Liger. And, and you know, I, I didn't follow him as much in my, my younger years. But oh, I, I do I, know this show. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it, was, it was a great show. Uh, I grew to appreciate him more as I got older. And, and that's, you know, that's my story of Liger. That's why I remember him at, uh, remember him as. And this guy's worked everywhere. He even got to work WWE before <laughs> he retired. So, like, he's a king. He's a guy. Yeah, he is. He, he is. He's just, you know, he just is. Shout out to him. Jushin Thunder Liger. Shout out to the career of him and being able to do this for so long. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. Um, let's let's run through here. Uh, it's being reported by Dave Meltzer that El Shirai and Kyrie Sane. A lot of things are being reported about them right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is that uh, they are Kadani from from New Japan, who have, they of course uh, recently acquired Stardom, their old promotion. 
uh, EO, I'm sorry, I'm talking EO and Kyrie's old promotion. They recently acquired Stardom. They're trying to get them back. They, they're aware and privy that their contracts are up, which is kind of crazy because EO has only been in NXT for like, what, a, a shade under two years? Yeah, I yeah, I think we talked about her coming on this podcast and had a big, big discussion about whether or not, you know, it will live up to the Asuka thing. Um, but yeah, it's been under two years. That'd be, that'd be wild if her contract was coming up right now. And uh, and Kyrie saying, which it makes sense that her contract would be up because she's been there about four years almost, uh, mm-hmm. about three and a half, four years. But it is being reported that they're both unhappy, uh, EO more so because of the fact that her uh, her fiance, Evil, who is in uh, who wrestles for New Japan Pro Wrestling under the uh, Naito stable, uh, she misses him and she misses home. And Kyrie saying, I'm not quite too sure what her unhappiness would be, but I would imagine in the head. <laughs> I imagine her 2019 wouldn't wouldn't have made her feel that much great, but I think that she had a pretty tenured run in, in NXT. I think she 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 had some bangers there. I um, think she's. I mean, just give her some. To be honest with you, um, with with Kyrie at least, I said just give it time. She's had a good run in NXT. It's not like her entire run in WWE has been a wash, but I think currently they're doing something with the Kabuki Warriors. Eventually, the Kabuki Warriors will break up because that is just WWE. Um, yeah. And and she'll get her own thing eventually. Um, but in terms of unhappiness, I could see why EO would be unhappy. That's an unhappy situation. Yeah, I mean, it, it's completely understandable. Like, a lot of these people, these performers come to America, and they have to, like, restructure their whole lives. And yeah. that's the frustrating part about it is that, you know, like, they're, they're so talented, but we don't know what goes on when those curtains close. And, you know, I never even knew she was engaged. I think Moro had, had like, he, he had like alluded to it or said something about it on NXT a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Wow, probably." <laughs> Moro made the block high. Let me just tell you, like, Moro made the block high. Like, <laughs> if I was if I was EO and someone had made me privy that he had said that on television, I would have been pretty upset because that seemed to be like a it was a rumor until mm-hmm. he confirmed it, and I was just like, "That that's kind of crazy." But I I would you know I'm I'm selfish, of course. I, I would like I would love for her to see how far she would get on the main roster. Like right. I think that there is definitely opportunity for her there. I think that like she'd definitely be utilizing in a in a, in a division that sorely needs new bodies and on the main roster. Mm-hmm. As would pr- pretty much everyone you know in NXT right now. But um, I think that you know it just sucks. To, that that's even something coming up now. I'm not, I don't know if it's true or not, but you know, I'm just going to go under the assumption that if it's being reported this heavily, and the guy from uh, New Japan, Kadani, is saying this, then there might be some there might be some smoke to the fire. Yeah, or some fire fire to the smoke, whichever. Yeah, way. I don't. I mean, it would be unfortunate if both of them left, but yeah, it would just be unfortunate. I don't know what else to say. I would rather EO not leave. I would rather Kyrie not leave. I understand EO's situation entirely, especially if she wants to start a life with this person um, named Evil. Um, Kyrie saying, I could see it, but also I think things need a lot more time. And I think Given it, given it a couple more years, and then I would say like, all right, yeah, no, nah, this isn't working. Yeah, but immediately, you know, after the first contract, to kind of be like that, I would be like, nah, uh, nah. Well, I, I, I just I worry. She about won me. the May Young's Classic, the first one. She won the NXT Championship. Um, she's a current tag team champion. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not someone who subscribed to the philosophy of like. We're giving you all these things, so why are you unhappy? I'm not subscribed to that. 
However, I think obviously they think highly of her to an extent. And that I think if she continues her WWE run, more good things like the things that have happened over the last four years will happen to her. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think just with the way WWE works now, you're usually going to get what you want <laughs> if, yeah. you, if you just negotiate these days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, quite honestly, that's a, that's been how they, I mean, even the people who want their release get their release. Right. Um, yeah, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you, if you want something, just, just say it, but I, I, I would just be really, again, I, I just think that there is a lot for Kyrie to do. Um, and so she's like, she plays a really great heel. And I think if they want to turn her again and actually do right by her this time, she could be one of the biggest faces in the world, you know? So right. we'll see. I hope, I hope Asuka, I hope Kana Chan can uh, get her to stay. Who knows? But, but with EO, she's one of my favorite. I mean, I named her my female wrestler of the year, you know? So like right. even with her in NXT, there's a lot of upside to her. And she, and, and I think her and Rhea Ripley, if they eventually do go down that road, they could have a great feud as well. I agree. Um, next up, really fun one here. Booker T on a recent interview or a recent episode of his podcast said that he loved to manage the street profits. And that I uh, also continue by saying WWE has two weeks <laughs> to call him back him uh, for him to compete against the revival at the Royal Rumble event in Houston. I don't think I want to see that, but I do think I, I mm-hmm. want to see him and the street profits together. I, would I think you love yeah. that. I think if they're going to do the revival thing, they would have like started more heavily already. Yeah. Um, the street profits thing. I'm not sure if I want to. See, I don't know if you can reel in Montez Ford or Angelo Dawkins. To be honest with you, I don't think you can manage them. Which is kind of like what the what makes them so good, right? Like it's kind of like this unpredictable factor. Like they'll do anything, but to kind of reel them in and kind of like try to. Impo- not like maybe not impose, but try to inject them with the things that you've learned, which made you great at a certain time, may not work for them. I feel like the street profits are naturally them. Yeah, they, I, they're generally them. They do the things they want to do. They say the things that they want to say. All these other stuff. Um, do I think you know working with Booker would help them? Yeah, but I don't think it's necessary. Um, It'd be a cool I'm, moment. Yeah, I think in I'm in the my I think if they wrestled a match with Booker T, that would be cool. Um like if they did a little six man type of deal. Um but in terms of just like the street profits being managed by Booker T, I mean, I don't really need to see Booker T kind of Booker T I don't want to see Booker T being managed anybody to be honest with you. Booker T is a talent. Like he just is. Like He's still huge. He's still big. Like, he's still all these other things. Like, I like him where he's at now. Talking pundit on WWE's backstage. Um, <laughs> but I don't really like him in any other uh, of the aspects about it. So I'm, I'm going to say a no on this one. If it happens, whatever. But I'm going to say – I'm going to give this one a heavy nah. I, I would love to see him walk them out to the ring one day. That's mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, I don't want to see this as a full turn thing. Like it's, I think he's excited because he loves their energy and he loves everything that they do. Um, but I don't think they need to make this happen. 
All right. Well, Mills, a couple of days ago, you scared me. Okay. Uh, by, <laughs> by, men- by mentioning that you had a segment for yes. me. And you told me to put it on the run sheet this week. Yes. And I said, I'm going to do this for you. Uh, but I, I have no clue what to expect here. So I'm going to uh, take it away. All right. Don't worry. Don't, don't stray too far. It includes you. Um, so I have an idea for a segment. This will be a short-lived segment. But as we're heading into the Royal Rumble 2020, I would love a way to sort of recapture the feelings of the old Royal Rumble. Recapture the energy, recapture, or just bring you back to the moment where the, these Royal Rumbles happen. So I have a special segment. It's called, actually, I'm legitimately coming up with it right now. Um, I've workshopped it in my head, but not really. Um, I'm going to call it the five of J5. Okay. I'm going to ask you five questions every week leading up until the Royal Rumble about various Royal Rumbles. And we can see if you can answer them or not. Okay. This, this Are is you fun. game. Yeah, I'm game. This is fun. Okay. Yeah. So this this week, we're revisiting. So I want you to leave don't don't go to Wiki. Leave the wiki out of this. Okay. Um we're revisiting, considering it is the 20-year anniversary of the Royal Rumble 2000. Woo! We are reliving that moment right now. So I'm going to ask you five questions about the Royal Rumble 2000. It's going to, I mean, I think it will generally be easy and some will be hard. But I'm going to ask you five questions about the Royal Rumble 2000. Are you ready, sir? The entire event, not just the Royal Rumble. The entire oh event. Okay. Okay. We'll see how this goes. First question here. This will be... This is a softball. Kurt Angle. He lost for the first time on this pay-per-view. Do you remember Taz. who was the person he lost Taz. to? It, it was Taz. Taz. Yeah. It was Taz. Taz came out in New York City. I think people went up for him. I think that was the most excited people were for Taz in the WWE, to be quite honest with you. And then um, he <laughs> then the, then the, then he continued to wrestle. <laughs> and then, first of all, he conti- they gave him pants. They gave him... A, a, a very <laughs> they made him beat up jr <laughs> oh, with, which led to uh which led to one of the most legendary lines that i'm not going to repeat on the show <laughs> <laughs> the thing about what god did um, yeah and what he was going to do <laughs> oh my god well listen that is what it is but it is taz so make sure you watch that oh taz um next up the intercontinental championship oh my god so there was an intercontinental championship match on this pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, this led this was part of a program with Chris Jericho in China, where mm-hmm. they both held the intercontinental championship at the same time. Mm-hmm. And this match was to determine the undisputed WWF intercontinental championship. I need to let you know. I want to know from you. This match was mm-hmm. a triple threat match. Who was the third person? Featured in this match. Jeff Jarrett. Wrong. What? It wasn't Jeff Jarrett. Who was it? Jeff Jarrett was gone in late Oh, yeah, he was. He was gone. You're right. The third man in this match was none other than Hardcore Holly. Yeah. Fuck. It was, I knew it was somebody blind. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was somebody blind. It was Hardcore right. Holly. I don't know. First of all, that match was... Honestly, it was pretty good to be honest with you. For a China match, which is, is like sometimes they're of varying quality, a lot of time not as good. I'll take your word for that. 
Um, but this one was pretty okay. Um, let's talk about this. They had a major match for the WWF Championship on this card. A street fight between Triple H and Cactus Jack. Mm-hmm. There was someone who interfered in this match. Who was that person? Can I get three tries? I you do you want a multiple choice or you want three tries? Give me three. I don't want multiple choice. Give me okay. three. Give me three tries. I will give you three tries. Uh, Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon was featured in the match, but actually did not actually interfere in the match. Oh wow, that's crazy! Big Boss Man. Big Boss Man was not there. You have one try left, sir. Fuck. Uh, you like to phone a friend? Boss man. You want to phone a friend? Um, who was he feuding with at the time? Because we're going into we're going into mania. I'll give you a hint. I'll, yes, I'll give you a hint. <laughs> he was feuding with him a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I <laughs> know. It had two thousand. <laughs> was it The Rock? It was The Rock, sir. Okay, yeah, yeah, it yeah. It was The I, Rock. It, it had to be. It had to be a good guy because I was like, if it wasn't any of those bad guys, it had to be a good guy. Uh, it was behalf. actually a callback. For Rumble 1999, Triple H had Cactus Jack handcuffed and was beating the hell out of him with a steel chair. Whereas, show how far they come, The Rock actually came out very, very briefly and beat the, you know, pretty much smacked the hell out of Triple H. Um, so that was fun. Also, really, really gruesome and, 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 and interesting. One of, my favorite, one, of, one of my favorite Triple H matches. Yeah, easily. I, kind of, I think that match made him, right? Like, really yeah. kind of made him. Absolutely. Um, we had a match between the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys on this pay-per-view, but it had a stipulation. What was the stipulation on this pay-per-view? The, the Hardy Hard Boys and the Dudley Boys. Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys. Oh, oh, it was tables match. It was tables match. Yes, because it, 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 it was it was leading. It was it was it was like the escalation, the proper escalation of these matches. Until the you know the eventual TLC match at SummerSlam 2000. Yeah. Yep. Um, that is right. The Hardy Boys won. It was an iconic spot with Jeff Hardy coming off the top of Madison, kind of the Madison Square Garden thing and kind of putting them through the table. Um, we have one more. Okay. Actually, I don't know. I, I kind of want to do another one because I have, I, I have... All right, let me do two more questions. Okay. All right. Um, as you know, this year at the Royal Rumble... We'll have Becky versus Asuka. It is one of the most anticipated matches, you know, that we've seen in Royal Rumble in quite some time. Right. Um, this Royal Rumble also featured women on the show. Oh, my God. And <laughs> the first ever Miss Royal Rumble, um, Miss Royal Rumble pageant, sort of. If you can name three people featured in this pageant, you will you will you essentially get the question right. If you can name three people featured in the Miss Royal Rumble pageant. Uh or, bikini, or actually it was, I think it was a bikini contest. Um three people. Uh swimsuit contest. Jacqueline? Jacqueline was there. Honestly, quite, quite honestly, the winner. What she wearing was too risque for me to actually see as a kid. Uh was the, was the cat around there? The cat? The cat was there. The cat was there. She had a bubble wrap bikini. 
and um, uh, two thousand. There weren't a lot of women in two thousand. Sable wasn't there. No, Sable definitely wasn't there. Um, oh my God, who was there? This is hard. <laughs> this is actually really <laughs> hard without like. Um, God, do I remember this? Who? What women did they have there? Two thousand. This is January two thousand. I, I don't. I really, other than those two, I can't remember anybody. Wow. <laughs> I can't remember t- anybody. Okay, I'll tell you who was featured in this match. Okay. It was Jacqueline. Okay. The women's champion, the cat. Okay, wow. <laughs> she was the fucking champion. Okay. <laughs> um, Terry. Oh. Uh, Ivory. Um, Luna Vachon. That surprised me. Luna was in this. Oh, um, my God. Barbara Bush. I don't know if you remember Barbara Bush. She was the uh, EMT with a giant breast. <laughs> <laughs> and they called her BB all the time. Oh, I yeah, I do remember her. I do remember her. I do remember so her. So her name was Barbara Bush. Um, and, of course, the winner of this match, the most infamous moment of this pay-per-view, Mae Young coming out and exposing herself on pay-per-view in front of thousands of people in Madison Square Garden. I, I, I flopped. I'm a flop. I'm a fraud. <laughs> I'm a fraud, everyone. I'll give, you, I'll give you one more question to redeem yourself. Okay. Um, let's see. How can I put this? Um, so, the Royal Rumble, 2000, the Royal Rumble match itself, 30-man Royal Rumble. Um, who were the final four men oh fuck. let me know if you need hints the final four men okay now, well, granted, is... the final two men you should know yeah i will let's get it out the way here because i remember this one it was the it was the the rock big show bs right yes the rock show, okay. big show bs okay rock big show um there were two <clears throat> more people um i'll give you a hint they were feuding heavily at this time Everyone was feuding heavily at this time. <laughs> I'll give you another hint. One was part of D-Generation X. Well, it's not Triple H. Uh, it's more than likely not Road Dog and Billy at the time. They weren't, in, they weren't in DX at the time, were they? They weren't. They were, but, you know, they, it, it wasn't them. Didn't they, say didn't they break? No, I thought they broke up. No, 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 they were. They were. They were. They hadn't broke up yet. That's next year. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, they stayed, they stayed out, they stayed together a whole other year after this. That's yeah. insane. Ah, fudge. X Pac? X Pac is the third man. You have one more man. Okay. He's um, feuding heavily with X Pac around this time. Not, not Steve Blackman. No. No. This is 2000. <laughs> 2000. <laughs> You were, you love this. You oh, I love this. Love this. Well, well, okay, 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 okay. You said Terry, or you said Terry earlier. Yes. Right. So Terry was involved with X Pac for a while. She was involved with Kane. Was it Kane? It was Kane. Ha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it actually was not Terry. It was Tori. Tori. I'm sorry. Yeah, Tori. It well, was what? Tori. I, I messed up just now and got myself the answer by messing up. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was X-Pac Kane. Um, 
Big Show and The Rock. X-Pac was one of those ones who actually was eliminated earlier, but tricked the referee and managed to slide back in the ring. And he eliminated Kane, but then was eliminated by Big Show. And of course, we got the Big Show, um, The Rock Schmaz. And if you remember playing WWF No Mercy, they took out the Big Show out of that game. So the Schmaz (laughs) became between The Rock and Steven Richards. Um, There you go. Listen, the five with five. Listen, the five with five at five. Let's talk about I did. It. I did pretty good. I did pretty did, good for my first you did, time. You did great. You did great. Listen, we're gonna do another Royal Rumble next week. Just be ready. I would say watch. You know your Royal Rumbles. Oh, know God. your errors. Know can you tell me where? Can you tell me where you're going next week so I can? Know. No, I will not so because no, it'll be super easy. All right, fine, whatever. Yeah, it'll be super easy. Just you know, stay up on your Royal Rumbles. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's talk about this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is this is where you this is not what will make you happy. Well, no, I thought I thought both shows this week were really good. No, both shows are actually really good this week. SmackDown was very very good last week Friday, um, considering everything that kind of happened and all the surprises. They 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 managed to keep it under wraps, quite honestly. Oh, a hundred percent. I you know we've been saying we've been saying oh Usos for like weeks. And, yeah, where think, the Usos at? But yeah. we did we did find out last week the Usos actually were in court. <laughs> yeah, they beat them. As soon as they, I love that as soon as they beat the case, they, they were beat back the case to work. they back, baby. <laughs> it, it, I was like, is this really what it was? <laughs> it had to be. It had to be the it had to be the court case. That's the only it thing. It had to be. That's the reason why Jeff Hardy's not back. <laughs> yeah, it is. So I but but the thing is, you know, even the Seamus stuff, we were like, okay, we're gonna be getting like the Seamus returns in right. I thought he was weeks. returning at the Royal Rumble or something. Or, or like even with Liv, we were like, okay, Liv is gonna get the Liv returns in next week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like but they they just kind of gave it away. And and I love that they've been able to keep these things under wraps and then they've they've, they've been actual surprises. So um, of course, as we said, SmackDown was a night of returns. I think there was one return that I don't think either of us were like, kind of like, uh, can't wait to see him. But one of them was John Morrison. <laughs> John Morrison. Uh, Miss Snaps. He snaps. He's finally going back to his heelish ways. I think that I'm Thank glad. God. Like getting him back on the track. Um, I love the way they set this up with Kofi and Miz. Uh, basically talking about uh, the fact that Something I didn't even know. I didn't even realize that they both held the most championships of the decade last oh, yeah. decade. So Miss posted on his social media. That's why I knew. And um and basically that started up a match where they were like, you know, Miz just, you know, he's frustrated. He, yeah, he just lost to the he just they don't understand the Miz. He just lost to Bray Wyatt, who pretty much tortured not even tortured his family, but messed with his family. And they're they coming in. With a pancake and ass, and just wow. like yo, Miz, just you know, so, well, you, you turned. turned you, wait a minute, you turned on Kofi. <laughs> you turned on. Are y'all hearing this? Are y'all hearing this? Right First now? of all, listen, I'm not turning on Kofi. I'm just this? saying there's a time and place for everything, and it won't no time. The man talking about his family. This man was so upset. First Last of all, October. Listen, I don't think the Miz would have came at Kofi the same way when they had Randy Orton making like you know weird eyes at his kids. So I'm just saying, there's a time and place for everything, Listen, and it just man. wasn't the time, bro. I, I really hope you're paying you because you're looking a little bit. You're looking a little bit Stephen A. Smith right now. What? What am I talking about? What are you talking about? Listen, I understand the Miz's entire ordeal. First of all, the Miz's heel change was the most natural. Heel change, heel turn 
I'll agree, but we knew we had to know it was coming, and I thought that it was a nice touch that it, when they need someone to turn or flip, they have them go against the fiend. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Really, oh, I really everyone. do like that. I, I like that storyline. Uh, I like that storyline thing. And if you're already bad, you turn good again. I, I yeah. really do enjoy. That. <laughs> I, I do enjoy that a lot. So um, we, we did have Miz uh, against Kofi Kingston. Uh, Kofi beats him with the roll up. Miz attacks him after the bell. And uh, Miz uh, gets some help from John Morrison. We don't know what, what that's all about. I guess we'll see this week. But it looks as though Miz and Morrison are returning. Uh, natural place to put Morrison until they figure out what he wants to do with him as, as a singles, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, quite honestly. They need tag teams, too. They need tag teams. First of all, the Miz and Morrison, just a great. Just you know, you got something with them. This is easy for kind of Morrison. Put Morrison next to the Miz. You can always turn Morrison on the Miz and kind of do that entire thing. Make him a bigger sort of face after that. Um, I think it's a great, you know, a great use of both of them. I think the Miz, you always kind of have a hard time. I wouldn't say a hard time, but you want to feature him on the show, but you don't really know where. But you know that he can kind of do anything. Yeah, and I think incorporating John Morrison back into this thing stops him from becoming like. Quite honestly, like I don't, I don't know what to say. Like a Shelton Benjamin type of esque return. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Like where he's just like, oh, this was cool ten years ago. Let's do this. You kind of put him next to the Miz, um, who's very current. You put him across from the New Day, who are just uber popular. I think it all is a, rem- it's all an ingredient for success. So yeah. you know what? I'm, I'm fine with it. And it gives him something to do. And I think like if you really want to get spicy. Um, I, I think you run. I think you run with like a ladder match with those these two teams, and I yeah. think that would be really, that would be really dope. Even SmackDown don't got no new teams, bro. You right. Everyone faced each other already. You're right. Well, the Usos are back, but I don't know if they're going to put them they're immediately back in title contention because, of I course, by Mania probably. Well, though, you don't want the New Day to be there. I think we've we've exhausted that. <laughs> well, so here's the thing now. Now that you got this, you got the Usos back as well. Um, weren't they drafted to Raw at first? They, they went to Raw last year, right? Or, or I think they, they, they were on the Raw shake-up. last year. But the shake-up. I think on the shake, I think on the draft, they weren't drafted. Right. That's so that because I, I really I was really looking forward to, of course, Viking Raiders and Usos. And now it seems to be they're right back on SmackDown. But I think that Raw right now is fine, surprisingly fine with tag teams. So I don't think that they need the Usos right now. It's just something I want to see. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, quite honestly, I think you have you have the Usos. You have Miz and Morrison, potentially. You have the New Day. You have Otis and What's-His-Face. Um, you have... Otis and Tucky! Yeah, there you go, we're, Turkey. Um, we're coming! You have... Potentially a Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler type of deal. Yeah. So, you know, you got a lot of options, quite honestly. Like now SmackDown is kind of like opened up with the tag teams. Uh, let's talk about Sheamus. Sheamus came back to uh, seemingly help out. Uh, he looks great. Chad, Chad Gable. He, he looks like 2012 Sheamus again. Yeah. And, and uh, he, he kicked the living hell out of uh, Chad Gable. Shorty G, baby. Oh, I'm sorry, Shorty G. My bad. I'm I'm cool with this. I think that they'll have a really great feud. I'm not I'm not upset with this at all. I think Sheamus as a heel is his best when he's a bully. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think put him against Shorty G, who's the shortest man on the roster, and obviously someone who he could bully is just you know right for him. And then I also think like first of all, I always forget that Sheamus won a Royal Rumble. Yes, it is it, the it, quietest it, thing <laughs> it, that it, has yeah. happened. He has, he has, uh, you know, 
He's fully he's won a Royal Rumble, a King he's of the Ring, a WWE Championship. Like Pete John, Cena, John yeah. Cena had a WrestleMania main event with Triple H. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things. Yeah, won the world title at a WrestleMania. Like he's done a lot of stuff. Like he's quietly like a has a great resume. However, we just you know Sheamus is still Sheamus, so that negates all of that. Um, but I say a good return. I mean Sheamus returning. It's, it's going to add to the show. I think I still think SmackDown needs a little bit more. Um, I think they need they need Ali back. I think that's what they need. But um, I, think they, I honestly think they need a Jeff Hardy back. To be honest with you, Ali didn't need Jeff Hardy for me. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. I think this is going to lead to a Ali Sheamus feud. Yeah, probably. I mean, at some point, probably. Yeah, it's, it's, I think he's gonna he's gonna be the guy to stand up to Sheamus, and I think that's gonna that's gonna rock. I think so as well. You know, it, it was fine. Um, I liked his return as well. I mean, I can't say much more. I can't say more about the the Usos' return. The Usos came right on time, to be honest. Yeah, with you. it was. I, it, it was necessary. We've been they, people have been saying, okay, Bloodline has to come back, and yeah. they did. Yeah, my, I'm tired of Michael Cole's like, and I've got the dog food. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm tired of this dog food under the I'm damn tired of this dog food. I'm tired of them holding it up, like to make sure the crowd knows it's like it's about to be dog food time on this. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I'm. It's so wild that that's a weapon in 2020. Like, I don't know the dog food. You know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, Usos came back. Uh, I think the last thing I want to touch on, other than just how weird the Mandy Otis thing is, and uh, the the Dana Brooke pinning Sasha thing, it broke the internet. Let me first of all, Dana Brooke nearly broke Sasha Banks. Quite honestly, <laughs> she Dana looked like she had no lift when she did that. <laughs> Bro, she did a flip, a cannonball flip, yeah, landed squarely was- on that poor woman. <laughs> And, and Sasha's tiny, bro. I was like, bro, what? And like, she gets hell? injured every other month, and here you come with your Dana Brooking, Brooking all over her. I'm tired of it. Like, it's Dana Brooke. You have this is your moment. <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna put it against her because th- these things kind of happen. They just yeah, do. They, do. They, do. They, do. they do. They do. They do. But. It had to be Dana Brooke, right? Like, obviously, like it's <laughs> good, good win for her. It sets up a match. It, it, they the faces have to win sometimes. They they got to give some burn to some of these people that have been on. I don't like when Dana Brooke wins. Oh wow! All right, all right, bud. She has the least. Her personality is so like. You know, I'm just here. I'm letting these girls know playtime is over. So Dana Brooke has the Dana Brooke has the I have a black baby daddy energy. Yeah, she just I don't like when she wins because it's like all right, like you talking to you talking a lot with someone who <laughs> who won one day out of 366 days out of this damn year. Like, well, you know what? Flex up. It's flex time. Is it? flex appeal whatever she says her third thing is i don't like her gear her gear is terrible <laughs> she don't know what she's doing bro <laughs> wow she don't know what she's doing she's coasting she coasting this is pure hate well listen tell her to, feel free to change my mind i feel like the guy at the table you know has, has, otis, has otis changed your mind no <laughs> no you know what this feud might you know what i'll say about this feud this otis mandy dolph ziggler type of thing dolph ziggler it's playing his role to a T, and I don't really give Dolph Ziggler any comp, you know, compliments. But this is the role that he was born for. He was born for this. Dolph Ziggler he, in the back. Early 2000s, douchebag, you know, 
dude, where's my car? You know, antagonist <laughs> or protagonist or whatever the fuck it is. Um, like he is, he is evil Stifler. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah like yeah, you're right. he is, this is the role that he is like womanizing douchebag gets the girl anyway. Um, Otis is like, makes fun of Otis's weight and that he can't do it. A whole bunch of other things. You know what? Dirty, dirty Mackin. Dirty yeah. Mackin. Dirty Mackin. This is the role he was meant to play for. He's got that stupid hat on, but he's making that work. You know what? I never thought I would live in an age where I give compliments to Dolph Ziggler, but this is the role he was born for. Otis, I, I you you got a fan of me, Otis. Um, let's let's talk about Raw. Let's get let's get through Raw really quick. Yeah, let's get through <clears> Raw. Really, really good show. Uh, two really good matches to start off the show, but to to the bigger moment to start the show is Brock Lesnar announcing that he's entering the Royal Rumble. But not only just entering, but he's entering at number one. So immediately when I heard this, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so he's going to eliminate about 10 people. to, And then this is going to be a match after that because someone's going to come out, either Roman or someone else that is going to knock him out for about an hour. Right? right? I mean, I, I saw that immediately. Like, I was just like, okay, I, I get what they're gonna, where they're going to go here. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I like this twist. Um, I think this will set up his challenger, whoever yeah. it might be. I agree. I just hope that well he they kept mentioning NXT. Okay. Yeah. So I think what better what better <laughs> You're talking about Keith Lee, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? <laughs> well, not even that. Not even that. I, I think that, you know, what better way to introduce Matt Riddle or, or to have a big interpromotional match than to have a I mean Keith Lee or a Matt or a Matthew Riddle or a champ or somebody uh be in that role against Brock Lesnar and be the one to have eliminated him and Brock have to go after them. Like, I don't think he'll show up the full sale, but I think that that again puts NXT uh, some intrigue into what they're going to be doing for that takeover that weekend. And it puts in, it puts NXT on the actual mania card. I do think an NXT person will um, win one of these rumbles. Um, I'm not sure it's going to be the one with Brock Lesnar in it, to be quite honest with you. No, I don't think they're going to win. I, th- I think they're going to toss him because I don't think Brock is going to win this. Mm. And, well, so here's the thing. L- l- let me kind of revisit my train of thought. This, the minute I heard this, I thought about Heyman and, and Vince and them in the writer's room. And they're probably having the same question that we've had for a uh, you know, couple of weeks. Yo, what are we doing at Brock Lesnar? <laughs> what are we doing at Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble? Who we got him to face? Who's there? Who hasn't he beaten? Shit, he's been here how long now? Oh, God, eight years? Wow. Who do we got? Damn, we got nobody. Everyone's, you know, can we do Ray again? Nah. Is Cain Velasquez's knee ready? No. Um, What do we do? And I'm sure Paul Heyman is like, let's put him in the rumble. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. why do we, why are we trying to fuss over, you know, who you can face and kind of do the same kind of like systematic, you know, formulaic type of deal? Let's shock the world and put Royal Rumble and put Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble and let's make him number one. Um, that gives him some fun stuff to write, some fun interactions for Brock yeah. Lesnar to have that he would normally never have on any basis. Yep, Elias, uh, our truth. Yeah, um, the Cruiserweight guys. Uh, a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. Get NXT so, guys, like I said, NXT, NXT guys. One hundred percent. Like we'll never see Brock Lesnar versus an NXT. Hopefully, I mean, yeah. I won't say never is never, but I'm pretty sure it's never. Um, 
I, I honestly see this year as a fun year for him. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I see this yeah. as a really fun year for Brock. I, I think that he's almost 10 years in his, his, his latest run. Yeah. Um, I think he might be a little bit more open to certain things. And I think with Paul, with Paul writing it, I don't think Paul is going to give him a raw deal. And I think that there are people in both SmackDown and NXT that Paul does see things in. And I think that, to me, the only outcome to this is interpromotional match for Brock Lesnar. Because I don't think mm-hmm. there's anyone on Raw that's ready. No, I don't. I, I don't think so either. Um, Brock Lesnar and Team Number One. I mean, I don't know who. I all the things that you said thus far with the big person eliminating him in the match and the leading to a match at the Royal Rumble. That's in my mind. Um, but I don't know where they go with this. But I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Um, Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble as WWE Champion. It says. It kind of makes me think. You it kind of makes me Kobe think face to face. Yeah, it kind of makes me think. It's like, yo, why did we put him? Why did we put the belt on him again? <laughs> uh, you put the belt on him because you had to. You had to pop a rating for the SmackDown debut. You had to get the Kane Velasquez thing going. I mean, Kane could honestly still enter and be the WrestleMania opponent, but it's like, do we know his re- recovery from the the knee surgery? I don't know. I don't know at this point. I hope he doesn't come back. I'll tell you that. Me, me too. I. I not a big fan of the guy. Um, next up, we're raw. Seth is now the Monday Night Messiah, and uh, we had another big return on on Monday Night Raw of the Big Show, who came out to help to came out to help Kevin. Well, you can't say that it was somebody that was already on the roster that we knew about. <laughs> I kind of wish it was. <laughs> you thought you wish it was Ricochet? You wish it was fucking Ricochet? I wanted anybody else. I, at this point, I thought it was either Big Show or Kane. I was just like. God, if it's one of these motherfuckers. And then it ended up being the Big Show. First of all, did I know Big Show is still an active participant on this roster? I had fully thought he was in his very nice, nice part-time status. The man is like, I finally returned from hip injury or hip surgery. And I was like, bro, you know what hip surgery is? Hip surgery is time to retire, bro. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be around that long. Hip surgery, he'd probably be around till Mania, of course. Yeah, he'll be around to Mania. He'll probably do the Andre, and then he'll probably take a break again. Yeah, he'll probably do a Saudi show and then get out of there. But, yeah, I was just like, you know what? Sure. I thought it was just like, it was very he, he, weird. Th- th- let's not be, let's not be, let's, let's not be disingenuous here. He got a really big pop. He let's got a big clear. pop. Yeah, he's a big show. Shit. He's been around for 20 years. That's great. I thought it would look very weird next to Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. Two kick-ass machines who are there to kick ass. And then here comes the biggest ass kicker of them all. And it's like suddenly their kind of like role in this entire team was kind of like a little bit diminished. Yeah. Um but you know what, big show, whatever you know, big show. You'll I I'm wondering by February. I'm wondering when we're going to get to the KO Seth Rollins match. They've held off on this match for a very long time. Yeah, two months they've held off on this, and I'm I'm very shocked. You think it's Rumble? It's Rumble season. I it would have to be Rumble, right? Or or else. Um, but the thing is, you you know that those two are going to be in the Rumble, so it's like you give it away and then give it back. So it's like. It's weird, like because you can still do it at Elimination Chamber, but there's a very long lag time between Elimination Chamber and and Mania this year. So. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not a fan of doing an Elimination. I think that's way too long, and then I also think it's like nothing really happens at Elimination Chamber, so it's. Well, kind of- 
Well, one thing I am happy about and I, I do like, and he's doing, and Heyman is doing this with Lana and Bobby too, is it's giving you matches and storylines that are TV focused and not just built for the next pay-per-view. Mm. So, if he, so if he has to keep you off the, the show, he'll do that, but the storyline won't be over. It's the same thing he's doing with Andrade and Buddy Murphy too. It's like these, these, these feuds aren't just the build up to the next show. They're the build up to the next TV show. And I think yeah. that, that Raw is very TV focused. And I think that that's one thing I enjoy about it is that you're going to know what you're going to get next week. Like next week, we know we're getting a fist fight. We know we're getting sure, bloody. Whatever that is. Blood we sport. Know <laughs> <laughs> we know we're getting AJKO. Calling up Cyrus. is blood sport on Raw next week. <laughs> well, we know we're getting Randy Orton AJ. We know we're getting a bunch of matches next week beforehand. And I mm-hmm. think that that's something that super super good booking there and i think it's different than what we've gotten in the past five years but um you know i i again it, it's like where where are we gonna where are we gonna end with with ko and seth because it's, it's it's gonna run its course and you got to have the next natural progression whether it be seth winning the first match or mm-hmm. ko winning the first match so we'll 100%. see yeah um andrade and, and ray mysterio which again another another example of my tv focus Really, really weird ending, I will say, but oh, really yeah. good match. It really seemed good. like something went wrong. Someone wasn't supposed to get back in the ring yet, and I don't yeah. know who it was. But the point was, it's like, wait, but he got back in the ring. So what happened now? <laughs> like, why did we have to take him out of the ring to get him back in the ring again? That yeah, was what I was confused about. I was like, wait, but and then, he and then Ray it. was like, and then Ray was like, I have a wife, and I was like, what are you talking about, bruh, bruh. Um, I liked it. Um, I like the shenanigans of it all. I can't believe we're in another Rey Mysterio Andrade feud. Um, but we are. Um, but it was pretty good. I mean, these two deliver all the time. So it's like, you know, yeah. can't be mad at it. And look, it seems as though we're going, um, we are going to a mask versus hair or mask versus title feud. And uh, Mass versus yeah. title, please. I cannot for Charlotte's sake, please. I think Andrade's probably ready, for, at least for the wedding's sake, to to cut the hair. Nah, he, he not he not he's not like the the young fly flashy. He's trying to settle down. He's trying to settle down. <laughs> he cut his hair, and Charlotte sees like you got some lumps on your head, bro. Like <laughs> wow, messy meals is back. <laughs> it's like you always had these lumps. You always had <laughs> MS thirteen tattooed on your head. Wow, um, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you are wilding, bro. You oh are my wilding. God. Um. I, I I think they're they're leading to something big here. I think that this is the hottest the feud's ever been, and reigniting it is the smartest thing that Heyman's done. I think they have they they're incapable of having bad matches. So go out, Royal Rumble weekend, give them twenty minutes, have Andrade finish the feud uh, the right way, and uh, and then he moves on to to whoever he gets at the at the Rumble. I think that they might be leading to him and Ricochet, or possibly him and. Uh, uh, who else is a face? I feel like everyone on Raw is heels. I don't know. Mm, I don't even know anymore. Probably be a ladder match. <laughs> That'd be dope. Uh, one point I want to talk about: uh, the Street Profits. Man, they're over. Yeah, they're pretty good in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, they're over. So, like that lets you know that they are, they have they have officially gotten to that point. I think Oklahoma was a little bit drunk. Everyone had a little cup in their hand. It was a little. They had the little bit of bubbly all night, um, but, but it was pretty a- good. They had a great uh, triple threat match with the OC and uh, and the Viking Raiders. Uh, Viking More Raiders, finally, the Viking Raiders, yeah. 
finally getting their win back over the OC. Um, I really want to see OC, the the Viking Raiders and Street Profits have a feud. I think that would be really spectacular. Um, I think they have great matches and great uh, face-offs with each other. It was spanning all the way back to that, that match they had at NXT a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've always had really great matches, and I hope that they get an extended feud out of this. Because I think they gave away that match too early a week and a half ago or two weeks ago when they beat them, and I think that they need to go back to that. I agree. Um, Sarah Logan. <laughs> oh, we don't need to talk about her, but it was such a weird segment. Like, I think they, it's this is more like everyone's in Royal Rumble season this time. <laughs> everyone's in they, Rumble mode. It could be anybody, especially they caught, Charlotte. <laughs> they caught them fighting for ten minutes, so I guess she got called up, and Chelsea Green got the 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 call up to the main event. I guess that's how NXT gets called up now. Listen, you got to do your main event time. Don't think you're going to step on Sarah Logan's, you know, you're just going to just jump over Sarah Logan. That's not going to happen. Yeah, just it's just a just, it was a weird segment. Uh, Charlotte needs direction. And I think this is like week 18 of us saying this. Charlotte's got direction. It's the Royal Rumble. <laughs> That's what her direction is. I, I got, you know, I'm, I'm not really like worried about her because the Royal Rumble is right there and she hasn't won yet and she probably will win. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure she's gonna win the Rumble. I mean, Rumble was open, open. Yeah, I mean, but she still will be a prominent figure in the Royal Rumble. Her direction is the Royal Rumble. That's that's I all I think. That's all I think right now. Um, I, I hope. I I hope that you are right, sir. Um, Becky Oscar had a pretty good segment on mm-hmm. Raw. Well, um, I think they don't do much. That thing is, they need to. Really, they could be off the show for two weeks, the last two weeks of this build, and it, it would still be fine. Um, how do you feel about the Royal Rumble initial build here? We have we have eight confirmed entries in the in the male one. Charlotte is the only confirmed entry in the uh, the women's uh, Royal Rumble. And let me just see who's confirmed. So we got Eric Rowan, Ricochet, Rey Mysterio, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, and Randy Orton for the for the Royal Rumble so far. So that leaves the it, it's what um, it's a lot of Raw superstars. It's two. It's one SmackDown guy so far. Um, I think we're actually going to get more Raw guys. Things will be ten ten. Hell no. Um, I think we're going to get more Raw guys than SmackDown guys. So 15, what about 15, 10, 5? I, I would say probably like maybe like 13, 10, 7. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, we're definitely going to get more Raw guys. I think there's more people on the Raw roster, quite honestly. And, and um, it would be weird to fit in 10 people from SmackDown. I mean, I, they could. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's like, you know, Braun Strowman, Shinsuke, whatever. Um, Sammy. Yeah. So, but, you know. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, the, the the build is okay. I'm not I'm not mad at it. I'm kind of like waiting to get there. The Fiend versus Bray Wyatt. I'm I mean Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. Not sure what they're going to do with that. Becky Lynch versus Oscar is number one on my list. The Royal Rumbles are always a hoot. I'm there. Royal Brock yeah. Lesnar is in the Royal Rumble. I'm there. You sold it. Itself. Sold itself. It, I it's got it. Literally, yeah. It, it's like when they put Roman in there in 2015. Uh, it's like when they put Stone Cold in there. It's like it, it's you know the stakes are higher when there's a big name that is already uh advertised to go and especially if they're the champion as well uh i'm cool with the build right now i'm just waiting to see um what what shoe's gonna drop as far as the nxt involvement paul Heyman kept mentioning it 
and I, and I just want to make it a point that he kept saying NXT and I think that they're going to have a, they're going to have a role. And I think that they absolutely should. So I, I, I don't think that what they did at Survivor Series should go unnoticed and go untalked about because they beat the two, you know, big main roster shows. So, yeah. Yeah. They probably can get jumped in that match. Oh, cool. That's cool. I mean, I'm pretty sure they can, they can handle themselves. They can, they can, they can they ain't, ain't nobody jumping Keith Lee. Let's Listen, be clear. I'll jump Keith Lee. No. Um, wow. Okay. All right. At, Keith, at real Keith Lee. I'm, I'm going to Adam right Keith. now. <laughs> Adam right now. Let him know that he sounds like <laughs> his entrance theme sounds like when Will Smith raps on Family Guy. That's all right. <laughs> all right. You are too spicy today. That means that it is time to end the show. That is it. In the week of pro wrestling, big week uh, for pro wrestling on the first week back for 2020. Uh, next week, we should have more build for Royal Rumble, more build for Becky Asuka, more build for whatever SmackDown is going to do. Uh, maybe we'll see more Uso. So we'll see next week on the A-Show. Uh, and we will have another another edition of, uh, what would you call it, 5 at 5? The 5 with 5. What, 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 what about the Rumble 5? The Rumble 5, sure, whatever. It's workshop name. The Rumble 5 is what we'll call it. The Rumble 5 with J5 is what we'll call it. I, I, but I mean, I'm cool with 5 at 5 because if, you, if you're trying to test my wrestling knowledge, oh, yeah. I'm, unma- I'm unmatched, my all friend. All right. Well, you got a couple wrong, so so much for that. Wow. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> but we'll gonna- be back with another Rumble. Make sure you all watch your Rumbles um, and just see what you get right, you know? Uh, yeah, it, it is what it is. I'll have another Royal Rumble queued up for next week. Uh, oh, we, we didn't touch on Bobby and Russo. There wasn't much there. Oh, there wasn't much there. You guys touched on it a lot last week. Um, yeah, there's going to be a match next week. So, yeah, so we'll we'll definitely hopefully see the penultimate. <laughs> hopefully, this thing ends. Um, yeah, it has to end soon. It has to. Uh, so yeah, and so next week. Thank you. Follow us at RNC Radio Live, at OG Johnny Five, at Meals TV, where all uh, social media is is found. Uh, and until next week, happy Rusev Day. Happy Rusev Day. Peace. Peace.